0: Yeah, a lot of crazy crazy things going on just like uh just like we were told.
1: Yeah, you know, I think some of these things you know, it's like some of the, some of these things that are happening are already in the scripture. And and prayer and everything else that we put with us not going to change it. Because it's all it's all going to we can't ask God to rewrite the scripture. Right. You know, some of that. But yeah. But there are there is a lot of that that we can change. You
0: know? I think there's the, – yeah, I think there's a lot that we can change. And, you know, ultimately we are – you know, we're commissioned for the gospel. Right. You know, we're not commissioned for all of these other programs and all of these other things. The church, do it doesn't mean those are bad. Right. right? And, and those are arms hand, or hands and feet of Jesus things. And, and so we should certainly 100% be involved in those. I'm not – you know, you say things like this and people put words in your mouth from the pulpit and oh, and so yeah. forth. So I'm I'm not against programs. I'm not against some of the things that, that churches do to be the hands and feet of Jesus. But at the end of the day, we're going to be judged, right? You and I as pastors, as ministers, we're going to be judged based upon our vision of the gospel and what we did with the gospel. Yeah. We're not going to be judged on anything else. Yeah. And And at the end of the day, I think we lose... You know, we lose sight of that. We do a lot of good things, um, but we never get to the gospel with it. And, you know, and I understand the the thinking, you know, Franklin Graham put a thing out years ago, and it was really well written, but it talked about how before you can get someone to resonate with the gospel— you have to meet their needs as far as you know food and um cleanliness and 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 all of those hygiene and and whatnot and and I one hundred percent get that i beautifully sure. written be, strongly um supported by by feet on the ground experience and and everything else like that. I totally agree with that, but I think sometimes what happens is. We get so, get so caught up in the program of that, managing the program of that. And I'm not saying that about Franklin Graham. I'm just saying generally. Right. We create programs that we think will get us to the gospel with people. Right. But then we get lost in the program because of everything the program takes to make happen. Yeah, And then we're managing a program and never really evangelizing the gospel. And I and I think I think that's I think that's a, a difficult position for the church. And, mm-hmm. you know, so much so much legality and, and so many so much red tape and I's and to dot and T's to cross these days that, you know, I think it was a way Satan found, Oh, okay, they're they're gonna make major inroads with this program because this program is really good and everything else, so I need to encumber them. I need to you know I need to force them to do lots of paperwork I need to force them to do um you know lots of stuff right right um and everything else and and as a process we've we've just become bogged down as a as a church universally in the programs and and never really gotten to the gospel mission right I, you know
1: so people get caught up with the programs more than. The gospel,
0: I, th- I think so. I yeah. mean, I, I'm not. I'm not being, you know, I'm not. I'm not cracking a whip by any means here because I, I get the need of the programs, but I think sometimes we just get so fixated on the program itself that we lose sight of its mission, right? You know, and its mission should be the gospel. Its mission should be a pathway, you know, to to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because ultimately, that's what you know. And getting back to the main point. Ultimately, that's what we're going to have to account for: is what did we do? What right. did we do with the gospel? Because that's what we're commissioned to, right? Um, to go into the highways and hedges and share.
1: Yeah, you have uh, you you have, gone which I to, may
0: have just solved through talking all of that through. I may have just solved what I'm preaching this week. So,
1: well, that's a good thing.
0: <laughs> we were talking before we went on air. I have I have two series studied, outlined, prepared. Ready to go, and I'm just kind of waiting on the Lord to, to put his thumb on, on one of them for the start of the new year. And I think and, he did. Uh, I, I think maybe <laughs> just in talking that out, he uh, he gave it to me. So.
1: Well, it's just trying to be a blessing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Funny how things work. You know, yeah, sure. you had no idea what was circling no. up in here, and just that simple question. I'm like, mm. oh, I see what you're doing. Lord.
1: That's so crazy. God's faithful. Well, you know, you just uh, <clears throat> completed a five part series on uh, Star Chaser. Chasers yes. and uh just absolutely just really cool i have perfect attendance on all five i just want
0: you to know that. fantastic so, yeah i yeah, do and i feel so much better
1: well i learned so much from you right. and and i just really i do i really do and you know you're talking about things and dying out to self that uh, that my mentor james ashworth started with me over 30 years ago and mm-hmm. and and, and, Thank you, Jesus. and here's the thing pastor j you never stop dying Hmm. you never stop hmm. dying no. out you know there's always something you know you you can't ever say that you've you've arrived because if you do then that's pride and then that's one of the things that you got to go back to the cross over oh, absolutely. It, you know? so yeah. you know you can't ever say that now there hmm. are things there are things that over the 30 year period that I've been able to kick hmm. I've been able oh. to start absolutely been able yeah. to start I've been able to stop you know you and, and <clears throat> you know people get Christianity mixed up with a lot of things because Christianity is not always about what you got to stop, but it's about things you have to start. Yeah. And so I think when people realize that when you have to, and, and, and I don't get this, I don't get this at all, but there are, but there are some people every day, they're going to have to put something, the same thing on the cross every day. They can't seem to, can't seem to lick it. Can't seem to, 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 get it Right. So they have to nail it to the cross every day and say, "God, I I just keep doing this. I got to quit it." But I just can't. So they put it on the cross. But but then there's things that people in their life the Lord will speak to them about it. He put his finger on it and you stop.
0: Yeah, you know? And it's it's
1: no problem. And I I I don't get that.
0: I I think and there, there are exceptions to this, okay? Because you know, I know there's some people who are going to completely rebel and riot and riot when I say this, but I think for me, let me put it this way: for me, it was I can't do that anymore, right? Right? Because I've chosen Jesus, right? I can't do that anymore. And so, in the beginning, there was that. There was, oh, I can't do this. Oh, I can't go there. Oh, I, you know, I, I need a better. You know, I need to make a better appearance for myself and and represent Jesus well, you know, and everything else. And somewhere in that process, it goes from I can't to I don't want to.
1: Right. That's good.
0: I don't I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy anymore. I don't want to do those things anymore. I, I don't want it in me. You know, forget about what it appears like to anybody else. I don't want it in me. I don't I don't want it to have influence over me. I don't want it, you know, I don't want that to be part of who I am anymore, you know, whether, whatever that is. I, I don't want that to be part of what people know me as, because mm-hmm. I want them to know me as a follower of Jesus Christ. And, you know, I think, so I think somewhere along the way, it, it transitions from, I can't do that to, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's important. Because if we try to live out the Christian life legalistically, which is I can't do that right. I can't do that as legalistic, right, and so if we try to live this life out legalistic, then we become legalistic, and in becoming legalistic, we lose we love we lose spiritual fervor, we lose spiritual fire and and you know we're not doing spiritual things, <laughs> we're doing legalistic things right, right, so I think it's a spiritual matter of transitioning from death to life, you know, transforming ourselves by the renewing of our mind. And I think that's a spiritual thing Mm -hmm. because it, 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 progresses by me wanting to be more like Jesus and not wanting those things of the world. Right? You know, I mean, um, I never had trouble with pornography and, you know, I know others who have, um, for me, it was alcohol. And and through the power of God, I was able to pour two bottles of Jim Beam out the night that I, I had my reckoning. You know, I was able to pour two bottles of Jim Beam out, walk away from it, I have no interest, no desire. Don't want it. Don't need it. I have every opportunity in the world. I travel the world with my job. I go to cocktail parties. I do all of this. I'll have a ginger ale. Really? Yeah, I'll have a ginger ale. Right. Yeah, because I, I just don't want it. Right. I'm not interested in it.
1: So you've gone from... That I can't do that to, I don't want it.
0: Don't want it. Don't want it. Don't need it. So, are there people? I'm, I'm perfectly happy with Jesus. Are, I, don't, I don't need it.
1: Are there people that say they don't want it, but they continue
0: to do it? I think there's, yeah, I think there's people that want to quit. I think there's people that don't want to be a stumbling block. I think there's people that, that don't want to do these things. And I'm not just talking about alcohol. Alcohol is for me, right? right? I mean, I, I've said from the pulpit if you have a glass of wine with your dinner or a, a cold beer after cutting the grass or, or whatever, I don't think you're going to hell. OK, that, that's not my point at all. I just think there is a process to where we want to be so in tune with Jesus. You know, when it really clicks and we want to be so in tune with Jesus that we don't want anything to hinder that. All right. You know, we don't want anything to get in the way of that. You know, something that's been coming up a lot um, in our in our Monday night groups with the book of James is we've been talking about Martha and Mary a lot. And, you know, James is such a phenomenal book, oh, yeah. and, and it gives just so much rich content, um, you know, to building our lives in Christ. That, and I think Chris and Annie, you know, um, use Transform as part of their focus um, on that. But it, but it's really about building our lives in Christ. And to build my life in Christ, I I can't have anything between me and him right right so when so when jesus was at the house that day mary was like holy crap he's here
1: right
0: i i don't want to do anything but sit at his feet take in every word yeah and rehearse every word in my head again and again and again so i can i can get it right and i can be more like him that's what i'm talking about right. i'm not talking about whether whether you have a drink or whether you don't have a drink and and, and all of these other things i'm not i'm not making this legalistic right. it's that desire for jesus that i'm i'm really trying to point out you know for me alcohol was such a thing you know that i think for me to go back to it and even the slightest realms even though legalistically i could right i think it would be me wanting a part of my old self back right right and i don't want that i don't want any i don't want any shape form or fashion of my old self back right right? and and so i think that's that's what it is for me more than more than anything else i want to i want to daily step into the newness of of life that, that scripture talks about. I daily want to walk in it, I daily want to live in it, daily want to think in it. You know, I mean TV shows I watched for years. There's nothing wrong with watching a TV show. I mean, I've huge NCIS fan for years. And and this and that and the other. I'm I'm at a point now where I have the option of 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 hey, we've got a free evening, which is rare. But we've we've got a free evening. Let's sit down and watch a TV show. Um, you know what? I'd rather read.
1: Right,
0: I'd rather read, and it's not that the TV show is bad, and that you know, I keep stressing that because I want to make that point. You can watch a TV show and not go to hell. I'm not talking heaven and hell here. Right. I'm talking about spiritual tr- spiritual transformation. I desire I desire that term time reading, that time studying, that time learning, that time changing more than I desire. You know, an evening sitting there with my feet up watching a watching a, a TV show.
1: Yeah, because what happens to Christy and I? We start on a TV show and we're asleep.
0: <laughs> well, that happens. too. I mean,
1: yeah. we've. I'm just really bad about that. I yeah. could. I came in yesterday and drove a lot yesterday, and I, I thought I'm going to lay down for a minute. It was like ten after five. It was like a seven. It was seven eleven when I woke up. Wow. And then I worked for a couple hours, took a shower, and I went back to bed. <laughs> well, you've was, had a
0: long week. It
1: has been a crazy week. You've been week. at the hospital and, and all of those things. That oh, wears you been. out, man.
0: I've, I know what that's it's like. It's
1: been crazy. Well, here's a scripture. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. It says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walking about, seeking in whom he may devour. The, the New Living Translation says, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy the devil who he prowls around like a roaring lion looking at, for someone to devour hmm. and i think that i think that what i'm hearing out of you with with where you where you feel like that you are in in this season of your life that we have to be vigilant we have to be sober we have to be on our toes so yeah. to speak because the enemy is going to Try to seek you out. Sure, you know, just like when you go to these conferences and you have a ginger ale. Well, you you don't have to. No, you know, but and it, and it goes along with uh, with something that you know you said in part four. Uh, as as we go back into part four and part five of the Star Chasers, the power and anointing in your life will never be stronger than its creator. No, it's true,
0: and because it comes from him. Yeah, so it'll never you'll never excel above him. And sadly I think people try to I think many do in their own minds.
1: But you know, there's a there's a thought there that and I, it it took me a little while to to work through this one. Okay. The power and anointing in your life will never be stronger than its creator. And and I've so I, I got to thinking about that and then I thought, can and this is probably a dumb analogy, but you can either drop it or, or run with it if you want to. But it says this. It says a guy told me one time he said can God create a rock so big that he can't lift it? Mm. And so I began to think about this and the power and the anointing, and I don't know why they parallel, in my opinion, for me, uh, then in your life, you'll never be stronger than your creator.
0: Well, understand that everything we do, we do through the power of Jesus Christ. Right. You know, that's why we pray. has to be. In, that's why we pray in, in the, Jesus' name. Yes. Right? So my prayers are nothing without the power of Jesus added to them. Right you know my 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 anointing my preaching is nothing outside of the name of Jesus, right you know everything I do is because and through the power of Jesus now Jesus said that we'll we'll do greater right. works right than him right. right meaning meaning that when we universally Jesus together, when we universally come together in the name of Jesus. The, you know the power of Pentecost is something that will be given to us when we reach that state. The right. Problem is, not very many churches reach that state right.
1: anymore because you know we're we're
0: too busy competing than we are than we are walking in in unity, and and that's that's the problem. But you know we when we reach that state, Jesus did say, you know that you'll do all of these things and and you'll do greater works. Works though doesn't mean my power is greater than his. That's good. Right? It just means that because of his power and because of my dedication to his power, that I'll do the things he promised I could do. Right. Right? Never exalts me above him. Right? No. Never, ever. Right? If anything else, that excludes me. Right. Rather than includes me and and so forth. So everything that we are, everything that we do is through... You know, through the power of Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, Bible makes that perfectly clear. It's inarguable. Yeah. And um, and so because of that, I I can do mighty powerful things through Jesus. But you take the through Jesus without of that, and I can do nothing. Right. You know, Scripture says I can do all things. How? Through Christ. because of my muscle. Because of my knowledge, yeah, uh-uh. you know, because of my my heart and my oomph, uh-huh. right? No, that's what that's what the Marine Corps teaches you. Marine Corps teaches you you're you're invincible, so you you can do it all from within yourself. And and there's some true elements of that. I mean, none of us really realize what we're capable of until we're pushed to that extreme. That's and true. and and that's that's what our military does and what our military goes through. And I'm thankful for their. You know, they're they're pushing my life problem is I'm 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 fifty five and fat and and think I can still do the things I did when <laughs> I was a twenty five year old Marine. Um and I can't. So um there's that. But you know funny. the reality is I do all things. I can do all things and I do all things. But it's always through Christ to be. who strengthens me. And, and, you know, so simply by that, I mean, just just simply answering it by those verses. I, I don't think it, it needs a deeper answer. I mean, I think simply by those verses, I, I can't ever become bigger than Jesus. Right. And if I can't become bigger than Jesus, I certainly can't become bigger than God.
1: Yeah, that's so good. But it so, goes, back to, goes back to what we're, we are rooted to. Uh-huh. You know, you said what you are rooted to is who you are. And so, you know, where is our foundation? Where, you know, have you heard the story about the uh, about the palm tree, you know, and how big mm, the palm it's tree, all the way over, yeah. yeah, and how deep it is underneath, mm. you know, compared to up top. Yep. And so when you think about that, it's like, how does a person get that to that place that when the wind blows, when the storm happens, that you're not tossed to and fro? Because you know, as well as I do, you know, people that have a meltdown over a hangnail. Yeah. But they yeah. get but they get in church on Sunday morning and they're hallelujah and praising God, but then yeah. something goes wrong and you, it's but like but the world comes to an end.
0: A lot of those people there's they're still obsessed over their hangover, but they just want the move of God. Yeah. Right? And so a lot of those people give you the same old testimony every single week. No new revelation. God's brought me from this. God's brought me from that. God's okay. He did that twenty weeks ago too. It's time you move on. Right. It's time you grow. It's time you transform. Yeah. Right. And and I think that's I think that's the issue. We'll coddle people in the same place forever. Yeah. You know. Um, and and I don't think that's what what God really wants. Our. You know, we should be thankful. For what God does for us. But that's not worship. Right. That's thankfulness. You know, that's being that's Thanksgiving. That's that's giving thanks for what God has done for us. That's not worship. Worship is when we take a step back and we realize the omnipotence and the holiness of God. And we humble ourselves before it. And and we worship him for who he is, not what he's going to do. Right. And not what he's doing. I'm not saying we shouldn't give thanks. We should always give thanks. Yeah. But our worship should be driven by who God is. And that, that is what elevates him in our life. And that's what creates desire in our life for us to be more like him and say no to the things that really don't add to us. And I think that's what it really comes down to is when when spiritual fervor really begins to work in your life, at least it did this way for me. When I really started desiring spiritual things. It was easy for me to say no to the other stuff.
1: Wow.
0: Right. Yeah. And that that's what really made the difference is when I wanted the spiritual over the carnal, it became very easy for me to start saying, you know what, that just doesn't add to me anymore. Right. That just doesn't benefit where I'm going. That just doesn't add to what I'm pursuing. So right. no, no thanks. Not interested. And, you know, the same it's this it's true with faith that way, too. You know, when we're a young Christian, the enemy will bring things into our life or we will encounter things in our life that aren't always the enemy. We blame the enemy for a lot of things we do ourselves. But, you know, a lot of things come into our life and it's overwhelming. And we're like, how do we get through this? And we seek God, we pray, pray to God, we seek, 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 and we get through it right. and our faith grows, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And and I remember, and I'm, you know, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not saying there's not times that I don't come to God and say, man, I really need you here, Lord. Right. I'm not saying that that doesn't happen. But what I'm saying is a lot of the things that would have knocked me off my feet 30 years ago. Right. I'm just kind of like, God's got this. Right. And I move on. Sure. Right. Because I know, I know all that is, is, is an attack of the enemy to distract me from what God really has for me. Right, And so I'll have that momentary, okay, God, you got this. Yep. All right. We're good. I'm going on. I'm staying focused on what you've got over here Right. and everything else. Why? Because not that that's not important, not that I don't care about it, but I absolutely 100% positively believe God's going to take care of that for me right. or God's going to show me the answer or God's going to lead me through it or God's going to deal with it and I'm never going to get touched or cinched by it. Right. Right. Because he's got this for me to do. And, and so, you know, I think it's important that we stay focused on, on the thing, which kind of takes us back to, to, to star chasers in that realm. And, and, you know, I kind of give a recap at the beginning of the message on Sunday, you know, that was true of, uh, of David and that was true of Joseph. And that was true at one point for Abraham and everything else. When they all got to that place where the light bulb kind of clicked right. and said, you know what, God made these promises and God's no fool. No. Right. God made these promises and he's he's not just up there twiddling his thumbs looking for something to occupy his day. Right. No, he's he's you know, he's God omnipotent, right? Yes. And and so if he made these promises, he can fulfill these promises. Right. So you know what? I need to quit I need to quit being a whiny little jerk and and seek him and pursue him and, and become like him, right? And you know, we see whiny little jerk in Abraham and and a little bit in 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 Joseph. I'm not sure we ever saw, really saw whiny little jerk in Davis. We did see egotistical idiot oh, yeah. there for a little bit. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. but you know, so they all had their moments. But but I think at at the end of the day, we we all have to choose God right. over the stuff. And my stuff's gonna be different than your stuff. Yeah. You know? And and you know, we all have to we all have to desire Jesus over those things. And that's where real growth and real maturity comes from.
1: So what do you think as we move into chapter or part five of the God chasers, I was really intrigued with your, your thought about the wise men. Do you think that they, do you think that outside of this event, they had to have had some, they'd had to have had a relationship with God? You I would know, think, there's, wouldn't
0: you? There's tons of theories. I probably read, I don't know, 50 to 70 different theories on, on where they came from and what they knew, what they didn't know, and everything. I mean, there's some be, be, that believe Grant and I had a conversation about this after church. You know, there's some that believe they were originally Jewish and were raised Jewish and then went to, you know, then went into Persia and, and things and then adopted some of the lifestyles and things that they did. So there's tons of theories about them. You know, all we really know is what we're given in Scripture. Right. But there's there's tons of theories from various historical um, journals. I think what we have to be careful of, what might be true for for these wise men, might not be true for these wise men, might not be true for our wise men. you know, so we, we can't apply all historical data to right. these guys right here. Um, but I think it's also, I think it's also interesting to say it, it could have really been any of those scenarios. You know, they could have truly been Jewish and, and left and, and, you know, had their education and, and, and added all of these things to, to their persona. Um, you know, or they, they could have been Persian from the start. And, you know, there's definitely strings that, that tie to that. So it, it's all possible. But I think what happened with these guys that made them scripture worthy, I mean, we have to remember, God chose to give us the scripture. True. Yeah. Right, and he chose to give the give us the scripture for a reason. So I think what makes it scripture worthy is they saw the star. Mm-hmm. They they knew its meaning, or at least had a general understanding of its meaning, if not full understanding of its meaning. No, and they said we're going to chase it. Now, what's different about them, and this is kind of where you know the title of of the series came, Star Chasers, is is from this scenario. But if we go back to abraham it was the same thing god didn't set a star in the sky but he set a promise in front of abraham right. that, a a, that abraham had to quit being stupid yeah. lying about his wife and and you know taking the handmaiden in because his wife was smarter than god and and you know abraham had, had to stop being stupid yeah. and and had to you know tell sarah no be quiet i'm gonna do what god said you know and and you know have the guts to not lie about his wife and and all of these other things. And, and so God put him to the major test and it snapped for Abraham. That's good. Sna- you know, it snapped for Abraham. You know what? I'm putting, I'm putting all of this in front of God. Wow. You know, I'm putting all of this in front of God. I'm, I am, I need to stop and realize that if God said it, God's going to do it. And here's another thing. God's going to do it his way. Right. God's not going to do it my way. You know, my wisdom's folly before the Lord, yeah. you know, so he's going, he's going to do it his way. And I need, I need to get in tune with that. Right. And, and so God sets things in front of us for Abraham. It was a promise, you know, for Joseph, it was a dream, you right. know, for David, it was, it was the kingship, right? right? He was anointed for a kingship that he endured Saul for how many years, right? And I don't remember off my oh, head. Um I don't remember but, but he endured Saul for how many years through? So in all of these situations, these great patriarchs of our faith, they were given a, a star, right, so to speak, that God put in front of them and said, You you be faithful, you transform yourself, you draw yourself nigh unto me, I'm gonna make all of this happen. Right. Right? And you know, and he does the same thing with all of us. You know, these promises of God, you know, you'll cast out demons, you'll, you, you'll heal the sick, you'll do all of these things and, and you'll save people in, in my name and, and all of this. This, this, this is a star Right. put out in front of all of us. Yeah. Right. And, and it's up to us whether we chase it or not. And I think that's what, I think that's what make these guys so different is regardless of how they came to the knowledge. I, I 100% believe they had the knowledge and and i think it makes a lot of sense that they may have been jewish um in their upbringing and then left to to pursue other endeavors and and whatnot but but i agree they knew and in knowing they pursued and and i think that's why they become scripture worthy
1: yeah because when you think about when you think about one of the uh, two of the things that you said that they were intelligent and they were rich because they definitely had, they definitely had, you know, the gifts, mm-hmm. you know, which were not cheap, you know, in those days. And, but then you think about of their intelligence, this is kind of what I thought about. You know, this star had to guide them. Mm-hmm. But then they also had to be careful not to rat out Jesus. Yeah. And so these people, these people were, I mean, they knew what they were doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, well, and I, th- I thought it was really cool. I think it's interesting. And this didn't come out in the message. It was in my notes, but it was one of those things that God just said later. <laughs> right, yeah. But but what I think is, I think the star disappeared during their time. Oh, wow. During their time with Herod. Gotcha. I, think, I think the star disappeared because what do they do? They come asking, do you know where he's at? Somewhere along the way, they lost their guide and they had to start asking, people do you know where he is and then after they removed themselves then after they removed themselves from that influence guess what star came back and the and the scriptures say they were exceedingly joyful because all of a sudden now they saw the stars back so we we even have to be careful who we spend time with that's good right because if start we start acting like him, yeah, well, we'll start acting like him and God will be like, yeah, I don't want them and their lifestyle and their mannerisms and their ways to have anything to do with what I'm about to do. You know, so I'm going to I'm going to hide the star as long as as long as you're wrapped up in that, Jay. I'm, I'm going to kind of hide the prize as as long as you're under that influence, Jay. And and so forth. And then once, you know, once we come to our senses and remove ourselves from it, God's like, OK, now I can show you again where I'm at and what I want you to do. Right. So I, I don't know. I, I found that an interesting part of part of the story that it that it would appear or it would seem, I guess, appears a bad word in that in that context. But it would seem that at some point that the star um, wasn't visible to them. And uh, verse nine there in in Matthew two, it says, when they heard, when they had heard the king, they departed and then lo, the star, which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. Verse 10, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. So I, I think at some point they, they weren't seeing the star anymore and, and they had to come to a part where they were removed from, from that influence to see it. So, which star is this? Is it the North Star? I, I still believe this is the Bethlehem star. This the is still, Bethlehem star. This is still what they call the Christ star.
1: Right. I, I mean, I still believe it that way. Right. Because I had yeah. always heard, you know, that it was the North Star.
0: No, that, I don't. I don't I don't know why I, I don't no. why I heard that. I don't but, believe that at all. Right. I believe this was a God incarnate kind of, yeah, kind of thing. I think it, it. It's only. I think it's only attached to Christ. Yeah, because I think that the uh, I, 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 I know man's tried to reason it a number of different ways, but I I think I think this was you know I think this was truly the Christ star,
1: right? And and because I, I believe that in a hundred percent what you're saying, but I don't know why for some reason I'd always heard it called that, but it's, it was out <laughs> the east, yeah. And here's what's crazy about that is the sun sets uh, the sun rises in the east, set sets in the, in the west, west okay. and you also think about when Jesus comes he's coming through the east. Yeah. Do you know I don't know if you know this or not, but you've preached a lot of funerals. And Daniel at, always prayed towards the east. the east. Yeah. yeah. And uh, do you know that when they bury somebody that they bury the feet towards the east?
0: Really? Yeah. I did not know that.
1: Yeah. Yep. Even the he, the, the yep. most heathen undertakers.
0: I'll tell you what I do. Will will bury their feet to the east. I'll tell you what oh, I do. I just, I've done oh. that everywhere I've ever lived. And well, not everywhere because, you know, but once, once I, I set my feet firmly on this journey, everywhere I live or everywhere I go, I make sure I understand which way is east. Right. So and, you know. And, and I face that way when I pray. Right. Yeah. I face that way. Wow. I didn't know When that. I pray because, you know, that was the example we were, we were given at the end of the day. I don't know that it really means that much. Right. You know, because, you know, I think God will hear my prayer if I'm facing north, south, east, or west. But to me, it's kind of one of those things Symbolic. Of, um you know what, it was good enough for them. Right. You know, and there has to be some purpose and power in it. So I'm going to, I'm going to do it too. Does the,
1: um, you know, when you think about, when you think about the star and you think about. Humanity. Hubble said this. Hubble said that the universe continues to expand. And that's what Hubble said. And they're finding, I was talking to John Christopher the other day, they're finding things that are just absolutely just crazy that are out there. And, and so when you think about the star, and when you think about a star leading them, literally leading them to the Christ child, but now there were several years ago. Of course, this is twenty twenty four for those that are listening to this. Thirty years from now, um, there were several years ago that the actual Christ Star appeared. Mm. They, it hadn't been seen in a number of years. Yeah, I remember that. And then, and then we were able to see it. Mm-hmm. So that was literally that was literally the star that they that they were led by. Yeah. And I thought I got to see it. I got. Mm. I think you did too. And I just think that's just absolutely phenomenal. Yep. You know when you think about that process. So, so with what I'd
0: like to know is what was its purpose and why is it now hid?
1: That's just saying. Mm, that's a mic drop segment. No, no, no. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not trying to mic no. drop. No, I'm. I'm pointing no, that I finger. Know, no, I know. I am pointing that
0: finger at me as much as anybody else. I mean, why? Why did it appear? Yeah. And why is it now gone? You know, it's just just yeah. a question I ask myself. It's like, ooh, did you know. I? Did I miss something? it's like where is you know, it yeah, yeah yeah what what was it what was it revealed for
1: yeah so so they're intelligent oh, that's good so they're intelligent and they're rich and and so they show up now we understand that they did not get there at the time of his birth correct so there's a thought what 2 years old
0: there's a lot of people that there's there's again several different theories on that um there's some who have even said that they didn't get there till they went to Egypt. Well, I think scripture disproves that theory. I mean, he clearly hasn't left for Egypt. Right. Left unless unless Matthew got things out of order mm-hmm. and I, I you know, I just don't believe God would have right uh, authored it that way to so they create to confusion. So yes, I believe that somewhere in in the land of Judah in a house right is where Jesus was, somewhere between zero, and we know there are accounts of him in Egypt at the age of two, so I think that's where that comes from. Right. So somewhere between zero and two, right. this happened. Right. I, and that's all we really know. But we, we see can it. We can put speculation to it. We can use some of the historical stuff to, to be like, okay, we know he was in Egypt at two, Right. so it's got to be somewhere in between there. That That's, I think, all we can really so, be positive about.
1: So they, they go and they meet with him, they worship him, they drop off all the gifts. Yes. Okay, so he has the gifts. <clears throat> so these gifts that he has, where where do you think, I mean, it doesn't speculate, I mean, but I, I'm thinking, okay, when they went to Egypt, what did they do with the gifts? I mean, was it a lot? Was it a huge, I mean, what, did it carry it with them? Did they live on that the rest of their life? What is the representation of the gift? I guess the gift would be their um Well, I mean what would
0: that be? Well we know we know gold was the the traditional gift right. that you offer a king when you come into his when you come into his country. Okay. Or you know, or he enters your country, you know, one way or the other when you're encountering another king, right you 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 offer gold. Okay. Right, um, so I, I think that has everything to do with, you know, him him being king. Right, he's king of his people. Right, um, the frankincense was a a, a a scent that is what they adorned deity with. Right. You know, you know, because you know, they didn't take baths and showers every day, I guess, right. back then or whatever. So you know, they used a lot of these, you know, these scents and these oils and 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 everything to, you know, create an aura. So you know, these these and deity, you mm-hmm. know, were were wiped down in this oil right. every day. So I think the the frankincense and we can go a long way with this, but we'll just keep it quick. You know, is significant of his deity. So I think number one, they recognized okay you're you're the promised king, right, but we're also recognizing you that you are you know you are of God, right, you know and and so, I think there was that, and then um you know the third thing is uh the myrrh, and the myrrh was another ointment, especially mixed ointment, um most would liken it to like a vinegar apples you know not an apple cider vinegar but a but a vinegar type you know more probably more wine based than than anything, but it was a it was a myrrh right. um ointment that was significant in death, wow. so I think they even understood the prophecies that wow. this is a king who came from god right to die right right. I, th- I think the wise men got it. Got it, yeah. You know, the Jewish, the Jewish people, the the religious, didn't get it. But I think the wise men got it. Right. Right? He's a king. Right. Gold. Who came from God to that die.
1: To murder. Yeah.
0: You know, so I, I think they got it. Um I don't know. I, I I think it's interesting. You know, Dwight and I had a good conversation through text that afternoon. I love it when, when the, the the message gets people thinking and sure and and they send me stuff and and so forth. It's one of my favorite parts of of ministry. But um, I think I believe. I'll put it that way. I can't I can't take you to scripture and prove this. I believe this was the same her. Used used to anoint him and that time, barrel could even be the same frankincense that was used for his, for his barrel and I wonder and, and, and all of that. I, I believe it was kept right. all of this time. And, and I, I believe it was Mary who did it. I believe it was Mary who took all of these things in, pondered them in her heart, which we're given scripture for, right. pondered it all in her heart, understanding, right. you know, the, the, the situation. And I think Mary you know kind of kept it in a box under the bed, wherever top shelf, whatever
1: right. knowing that she would knowing something.
0: that these these would be things that he would need one day right. and um and the chosen depicts it that way as well. I don't know how far you are in the chosen yet, but there's a moment where where Jesus comes to her and he said, "Where is it and and she goes and she gets this box out that has these things in it and and so I, I i believe i mean unless i'm misreading that wrong because it was just a moment right. in one of the shows but I, I believe the chosen's even depicting it that way that he um, he knew as well there. that it was you know it was something they kept right. um through all that time so you know i i i don't know i i do think but i but i do feel sure about is the wise men got it Right. You know, and that's what Grant and I talked about after service is the wise men got it. They understood. Right. All that was meant um, Uh, by Jesus.
1: I love talking about this because, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that if you don't talk about it, you 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 can kind of blow through it. Mm. You know, that this stuff literally happened. Yeah, it's
0: it's really deep. I I finally had to quit reading um, theories on the wise men. Because I was just, I was just All getting lost place. in it, and I was getting too far away from the message. To where I finally had to be like, okay, here's what we know, right? And 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 this is what we preach because this is what we know. Everything else is theory. So,
1: but but the whole but the whole Christmas, the whole Christmas story, Pastor J, is 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 blown out of whack in in the world stands. Oh, absolutely. You know, like for an example, you know, we have. We have, you know, most of the things you see, you see wise men around a baby Mm -hmm. in a manger. Mm -hmm. You know, we know that wasn't the way it was. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you ever thought of the significance of there's two things that has a counterfeit? Is there's a Santa Claus Mm -hmm. and there's an Easter Bunny. Yeah. And those two things are counterfeit to the real reason. And so I just wonder as we as we work through what the Lord does and what he is saying it just seems like there's always this worldly aspect of of what God really did.
0: And I agree. Um and I and I think we can never lose sight of what's most important right. in those times. What's most important baby Jesus at right. Christmas. What's what's most important at Easter? The crucif- Christ crucified and right. resurrected. Right? Wouldn't have an Easter if it wasn't for that. Right. Um, you know, so I don't think we can ever I don't think we can ever teach or even parent that the Santa Claus and Easter Bunny aspects are more important than those aspects. Right. I think we have to make that super clear. I mean, even with Holden, you know, yeah, we had our Santa Claus moments and we would talk about gifts and we would talk about some of the fun things with the Christmas season. And I don't think there's any wrong, anything wrong with, with that if you, if you manage it right. And and I'll get to that in a second, because I had a long conversation with someone this year who was quite upset because somebody else who they believe to be fanatical kind of ruined their kids' idea of Christmas, and oh, and gosh. she came to me all upset and everything. So, so I'll get to that in a second because I think it's important to cover on with respect to your question. But, um, you know, we were always quick to say, but Christmas is because of Baby Jesus, all right? You know, Christmas is because of baby Jesus. That's when he came to the world. So, you know, you have to manage that right. I don't think there's anything, you know... No, just like I said, no one's going to go to hell if they have a glass of wine. Mm. No one's going to ha- go to hell if if they have Santa Claus in their home. They go or, to an Easter egg, or egg or hunt. What's his name? Yeah. The Elf on the Shelf. Right. On, or they go to an Easter egg hunt. Right. right. You know, I've even had people say, "Why does your church have an Easter egg hunt?" So mm. we can talk to people about Jesus. Right. That's why we have an Easter egg hunt. Um, you know, but you know, people. I think people get silly in in those things on both sides. Yeah. You know the church becomes some of the church becomes so legalistic with it they think you're going to hell if you talk about Santa Claus. No, or have hey, right? a Christmas well, that, tree in the church service. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. You know, that's that's a really bad take. Yeah. You know, and then some people go way too far with the worldly and paganism of 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 these things on the other side to where, you know, the real meanings aren't even associated. So my my phrase has always been, it's all in how you manage it. Right. Right. And and because that's exactly how Dr. Dobson says it. And you know me. I'm a student of, oh, of, yeah. of Dobson. And here's what Dobson says. He says, it's not for me. and I'm paraphrasing because I'm doing it from memory. But Dobson's put it like this. Because, you know, Sam and I had these questions when we were raising children, you yeah. know, and, and everything else. Dobson says, it's all in how you manage it. There is a Santa Claus. There is a Saint Nick. Right. Right? He is absolutely proven... To be someone that existed in history, he is absolutely proven to be someone that put coins in people's stockings hung over the fire at night okay. on what's assumably Christmas Day in those times. He exists okay. now. Does he exist with a, a, a red suit and a and a reindeer jolly and beard with reindeer and you know a flying uh uh? What's it called? Sleigh. Slay. slay, flying yeah. sleigh, and, and and all of these things. No. Right. Right? And and so, you know, we have to bridge that gap of real and imagination. Right. So he said, My suggestion is if you're going to have a Santa Claus in your home and in your family, then then go about it from the history standpoint. That's good. And in that way you're ministering truth. Right. And you're not ministering lies just to to create the magic you can still create the magic from the truth yeah and that's the way we should go about it right and so that's exactly how sam and i managed it in in our home you know when our kids got to the age that they started asking questions truly 100 percent knew who jesus was truly 100 percent knew that we had christmas because of jesus our kids knew all of that before they really knew santa claus or anything else like that but when they got old enough that they started asking questions about santa claus We went and opened up the encyclopedia, and we educated them. Right. Showed them. You know, we educated them. That's good. That Yes. There was a a Saint Nick who today people refer to as Santa Claus. Right. And his spirit, the idea of what he was doing, and the idea of the importance behind what he was doing, is still carried through by many parents today. Right. You know, and you know, I mean, we, we took our kids, um, to, to the, the Walmart layaway. What do you do? What are you doing? Well, we're, we're, we're giving, um, money so that, uh, Santa Claus can come, right. um, at the night of Christmas. We did all of it right in front of them. You right. know, we didn't, we didn't hide nothing. We didn't lie. Right. You know, but we managed it. Right. You know, we managed it from a truth standpoint. Rather than creating some
1: fiasco out of that this that world
0: exists. thing that w- we're going to end up one day saying, "Yeah, we've lied to you for the last so many years." Right. So I think it takes some creativity. Right. I think it takes some education. Yeah. And and some management. Right. To to do it right, and and do it well. Still allow your kids to have, you fun. know, the fun and 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 laughter and and magic of. Of Christmas, but at the same time, not create some cesspool of, of paganism for them to, to I, walk in their whole life.
1: I know both, both campuses have the Easter bunny outfit and, and I, and I do that up in Gasway. Yeah. Yeah. because right. when the kids come up, you know, for a picture, I always, I always look at that as an opportunity to pray over them, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so, but, so I brought the outfit cause you know, we, we have them cleaned every year. So I yeah. brought the outfit home and so Ari and Ella were coming over our grandchildren and, uh, so I put the outfit on. So we all went for a walk. So we're walking through our neighborhood, and I've got the Easter Money outfit on. And oh I'm just there's kids coming out, and I mean, I'm just waving. I'm just having a barrel a barrel of fun with it. So we this one girl came out, and her parents came out too. And I'll never forget this. This was one of the funniest moments. She showed me this expensive. I mean, whatever her uh, Chris her uh, Easter present was, yeah, I mean, it was not cheap. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was, and she looks at me and she says, "Thank you, Easter Bunny, for my gift." And oh. the parents were standing there, <laughs> and I'm thinking, "I got nothing in this thing," yeah. and it's like making them look bad that it was the Easter Bunny. I walked away from that moment, and I thought, oh, boy, I'm going to be the favorite guy in town." Yeah, yeah, that oh, was funny. Yeah,
0: the Easter Bunny is a little bit harder to manage. Yeah, you know, there are some there are some good Christian things out there. Some of them I focus on the family that kind of talks about. <laughs> You know how to manage the Easter bunny, Easter bunny and how to manage those things, and to do it from a from a place of truth rather than than not non truth. But you know, so there there are ways to do it, and my take on all of that thing is no different than no different than if you you have a glass of wine with your meal. You know, just because you do Santa Claus doesn't mean you're going to hell, right? And and you know, we need to be a little more mature and a little more um, full of That's grace in cool. in how we how we handle that and how we we treat that. Um, you know, we. We have people in in our our campus who, you know, who do both. We've got the Santa Clausers and we've got the non Santa Clausers, and you know what? We we should respect and, and appreciate both beliefs. You know, both of them, but but also encourage them to do it from a place of truth. Yeah, and and that to me that's to me that's the biggest thing. Is I never wanted my boys one day to be like you lied. Yeah, you lied to me about this. If
1: you to lie to me about Santa yeah. Claus, are you lying to me about Jesus? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: and so it you know it takes. You know, it takes some management, takes yeah. some education and and takes some some creativity in how you do it.
1: One final thought. The the enemy to excellent is good. So when you think about let don't let good be good enough.
0: Oh, okay. I'm I'm thinking yeah. of thinking where's he going with this? Yeah. Um yeah, don't don't let good be good enough, you know? Um you know, because we we live in in a world where we're taught that good is good. Yeah. Right. It's enough. It's enough. Yeah. Right. Um, don't overextend yourself. Don't you know? Don't don't you know? All all of these. I don't know.
1: Like on a grade card, you look at a grade card. You know, three point is a B. Yeah. Which is which is it used to show good. Yeah. And, you know, but the thing about it is my dad used to give me like $3 for A's, $2 for B's. But I think at one point we cut out the, the money for the B's because we are not rewarding good. Yeah. And, and I think that you remember, remember when you and I were coaching soccer and we had, a, we had some really good teams. You know, you and I had some really good teams. Then we had some lousy teams. And I remember one parent come up to me. And she said, "So, how much do I owe for the participation trophy?" And I went, I, I looked at her, and I said, "For what?" <laughs> I said, "We were like eight and two. You know, I mean, I, I mean, we lost. Uh, we were like two and eight. I mean, we lost. Yeah, that was a uh, bad year. That was yeah, a bad year. Yeah. And it's like uh, we can't reward for that. No. And so there were there were no trophies given that year. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, and I think the point of that is and and society has has just ridiculously done this and you call it participation trophy generation or whatever but you know we have that concept of just showing up is good enough yeah and when it comes when it comes to church when it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ right just showing up isn't good enough no, even in your own life forget forget the vision and forget the mission, right, even in your own life, just showing up isn't good enough yeah right and you know one thing one thing I have a real problem with and and I think it's become a real issue in in our churches and it's funny um another um pastor nearby here that I'm close to, and I were having the same conversation. you know there are people who grow up. Outside of the classrooms and outside of the preaching, because from an early age all they do is <laughs> volunteer, and and so they grow up not having any solid foundation. Wow! And they don't know the things. I mean, we're 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 going over our budgets and stuff for this year, and 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 we're going to be looking at at a, a series that our, our teens are going through. The Chosen right now, but we're getting ready to go through a series called Threads that basically talks about how the gospel is threaded throughout the Bible, right. because these kids don't know it. Wow. I mean, we've, we have teenagers that know nothing about about the Bible. Right. Right? And, and even if they know, well, yeah, Noah built the ark. But why did he build the ark? Uh, I don't know. He put two animals on it. Right. I mean, that's about all they got. They got the they got the nursery rhyme right. part of the story right but but there's no spiritual application and no spiritual foundation to to any of that and and i think that that's an alarming sign for the church yeah yeah i'm not talking my church or your church i'm talking the, the church right. that's an alarming sign for the church that we're raising generations who do not understand yeah. scripture right at all right. you know and and you know that's why when when we started to do our own curriculum with Gospel Quest and everything one of the questions Haley asked me in the very beginning she goes how gospel centric do you want these messages i said i want them 100% gospel centric i said i want everything to tie back to the gospel because otherwise it has no purpose right and everything, she's like, okay, that's what I was thinking you would save one of them, for sure. <laughs> sure, you know, because, and you know, we're, we're going to put Jesus in front of these kids, but we, we have to, right? Their lives depend on it. Their children's lives depend on it. Their grandchildren's lives depend on it. Right. And it's our job to do it, to do it. That's and, right. um, you know, so yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's the awesome. thinking. That's the thinking there. Well, it's an awesome. I know sermon. we're out of time, so yeah. shut up.
1: It's an awesome series, and I <laughs> encourage you to get it on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcast, as well as YouTube and Facebook. It's a it's a sermon series, five part series, t- entitled "Star Chasers" with Pastor Jay Mace from the Winfield Pulse Church. And if you're not where you need to be today, all you have to do is just believe in him and begin to walk with him and fellowship with him. And I'm talking about Jesus and allow him to come into your life. And And you could just simply just say, father, I, you know, I've really made a mess of my life and I just need your help. Just ask him to forgive you and then begin to build a relationship with him. Get in a Bible believing church, you know, listen to some great teaching that you could get uh, through the pulse church. And uh, if you need a Bible, let us know. We'll send you one free of charge, courtesy of the pulse WV live. As we're ministering to people in both campuses and around the world, we are uh, thankful for the ones that give to this ministry. And if you are one that is praying for this ministry and you want to start uh, tithing to this ministry or giving an offering to this ministry, we encourage you to do that. You can text the word Pulse to 1-304-244-3187. Go to thepulsechurch.com. Give through PayPal. Check out our website while you're there. Or you can mail your love gift to P.O. Box 561, Eleanor. That's E-L-E-A-N-O-R, West Virginia, 25070. Thanks for listening and watching. Please share, like, and subscribe. Also, be sure to download our app on the App Store for the Android device as well as the Apple device, the Pulse WV Live. Download that app. That gives you access to 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, music, preaching, and teaching some of the best this side of heaven. Have a great day. Thanks for listening and watching the Pulse WB live and network that beats to the heart of God.